It was the end of the water polo season. We just had an amazing season, and after going all out on our final game, it was finally over. All of our friends celebrated the season and our brotherhood and gave each other somewhat false promises to keep hanging out with each other while polo season isn't in season. It was a happy feeling, though. I promise that you'll have a lot of friends and a lot of time to hang out while we wait for the brutally boring swim season to start. For everyone else, those promises were kept, and my friends were able to hang out all the time. But for me, none of the promises I made were kept. I broke all my promises, and I broke my back. I didn't know my back was broken at first. I had broken it in the sixth grade, but I didn't realize I had refractured it after my game. I thought to myself, man, I must have hurt my back, or dang, I'm really sore. It was a slow pain. Pain in the middle of my back spread throughout the days. As minutes, hours, and days passed by, I noticed how the slow pain in my back grew to other parts of my body. It slowly became harder to walk, but I figured that it would get better after a couple of days, like everyone else who thinks that they have a minor injury. My pain grew throughout my whole lower back, my butt, and throughout my thighs. As the pain became worse, I began to have pain shoot through my ankles. My ankles and my feet felt like stones as I pounded the ground and shocks of electricity shot all the way through my legs. Eventually, it became hard to go to the bathroom. I had no idea what was going on. My mind for some reason said, you You have have cancer. cancer. Because why else am I in so much pain? Cancer. That's what it was. Or at least, that's what my brain made me think it was. The pain started to make my brain think the craziest thoughts. Cancer? Really? All of a sudden I have cancer. I would question and ask myself that because the pain happened so suddenly. I was put on bed rest. The pain was too much for me to go through. I left school one day because I honestly couldn't even sit down in a chair. It was embarrassing. Almost crying in my seat while doing absolutely nothing. I felt weak. And the sad look of having someone help me walk to the front office made me feel defeated. I felt like an old man. A slow, torturous walk to the front office of the school while waiting for my mom to come pick me up. I went to bed and I was put on to bed rest. Who would have known the second I hit that bed I would have been imprisoned in that bed for so long and for a week out of school because the pain was so bad. But I knew it was what I was needed. I needed to rest. I needed the pain to go away. Some way. I played video games to get my mind off the pain. I gave up priority on my homework and focused on my games. For hours and hours a day, I would focus myself on powering up, getting to that next level of the game. I would skip out on my showers, eat all day, and drown deeper into my bed. My friends kept inviting me to hang out, but I had to keep telling them no because I couldn't do anything but sit up. And I missed my friends. I missed being outside. I missed having fun. It was torture. I felt my body slowly get heavier when I couldn't work out. I was getting a couple pounds a day, not being able to work out, stuck in my bed. As I thought about my situation, as I thought about my situation while I was in a bad mindset, ideas flew throughout my mind. It didn't feel like me though. It felt like a little devil on my shoulder whispering negative feelings in my ears. My thoughts began to race. These thoughts filled my head with negative energy constantly. It felt like storm clouds were filling my room. These storm clouds filled me with depressive thoughts and pressure on my chest and the clouds filled up every cubic inch of space in my tiny room. Every time I moved lightly struck me down and kept me in my bed. 
Every time I stepped out of bed, lightning struck into my lower back and burned and fried my nerves all the way down to the pain subsided in my ankles. My friends started slowly not inviting me to places. I was failing school. My thoughts raced on. Did my mom love me? Why doesn't she check in on me? Do my friends hate me? You're they do useless. hate me. Why won't they check in on me? Why does my back hurt so bad? You Why can't weak. I get better? You're stupid. Why does my back hurt so bad? I can't get better. Why am I getting so much weight? Kill I'm breaking out. It hurts to walk. Kill I'm failing all my classes. I'm so stressed out. Why should I Kill be living? Why should I live if I can't walk? I can't do it. get better. I do can't. It. I'm so disgusting. My friends hate me. Kill no yourself. one loves do me. It. I don't even do love it. myself. Do it. Do it. Stop. These thoughts horrified me. How could I even think of doing that to myself? My friends, my family, I could never. I began to shake every time I had a minute of silence. I was scared of my own head, I was scared of my own thoughts, and I was scared of myself and the possibility of what can happen to me. I needed to get these thoughts out of my head, out of my body. I needed these dark clouds to go away and I needed them to go right away. That's when I fell on smoking weed. What a relief. All those feelings were out of my head every time I took an inhale. It became an everything, everyday thing with my back. I guess it was a way of me coping with the pain, mental and physical. But these dark clouds in my lungs only made the dark storm clouds of depression fill my room and created an even heavier pressure on my chest and filled my brain with more clouds. My horrible thoughts were being covered up by chemicals filling my brain with artificial happiness that only made me feel worse when those feelings weren't covered up. God, I was sucked into my bed more than ever. I had hit my rock bottom, and I did not care at all. I was in my bed, sleeping all day, smoking weed, watching Netflix, and eating whatever I want because I thought, no one loves me, why should I try to make myself look good if no one else will love me anyways? I can't exactly pinpoint the moment it happened, but some days something clicked in my brain. I'm stuck with myself. I'm stuck with my body and have to do what I can with it. If I couldn't walk again, so be it. I thought I had to learn to love myself, who I am, and I was forced to meet myself. I put down weed for a day. Something, some force, some random thought in my head asked me to stop. Maybe it was the younger version of me still in my head, knowing that what I was doing was wrong and try to have me resist. I stopped smoking weed that day, and I had a standoff within my own head. I faced myself, and I learned that I had lost my physicality. But the question was, what now? I began to journal my progress, how my back was feeling, how I was feeling, and stopped smoking weed. It was difficult to do every day. It was difficult to see the true realities of what was going on in my head, and I faced myself head on. Every day, while sketching, drawing, and learning about myself through the paper, I was able to reach out to my parents. They explained to me how they had already tried to reach out to me because they knew something was off of me, but I forced them away in a blurred, cloud-filled mind. I casted them out, and I acted like I wasn't getting any help, even though there was help waiting for me. I was able to confide in my parents about the pain in my back and my depressive headspace. They were there to help me throughout the way as I began to go through my long physical therapy session that was about to transpire. Physical therapy was a long and brutal process. I had lost myself, 
and I needed to find part of me back again. Two days a week, I'd meet with a physical therapist and work on exercises. Although it was called physical therapy, the mental process while fixing your body is the most difficult part. All the time, I had extreme difficulty doing the most basic and simple exercises or stretches that made me feel little. I felt extremely wimpish. I considered myself strong during water polo season, able to go face to face with kids over six foot and had 20 pounds of me. But being able to balance myself on one foot, having such a hard time hurt me, not physically, but mentally. Slowly and slowly, these exercises made me strong. I've been able to strengthen the part of me that I've lost in the two months of bed rest that I forced myself into. It was extremely challenging, but I was able to do it. After seven months, which felt like an eternity, my back was better than it was, ever was, and I had gotten myself in a much better mindset. After so long without my body, I learned a lot about myself and who I was. I was so content with myself, what I wanted with myself, and what I wanted out of life. I had hit rock bottom and I came out stronger than ever before. I learned to be able to talk to myself and learned how to get negativity out of my life. I had been through such a negative time fixing myself, I knew what I found bad and learned to get out of my life. I didn't need my body to fix those horrible things in my mind. I learned the power of my voice and what it could do for me and my struggles. After I had that realization, I wondered if I could spread this message to someone else. It was Christmas morning. I knew exactly what I wanted. I would get podcast equipment. I knew this was my way of spreading my message. I learned the power of my voice and desperately wanted to spread the message. I was able to take it to my friends, have a couple goofs, and just have fun with it. At first, while messing around with my podcast, I realized that people were actually watching and I actually had an audience. I realized I had somewhat of a duty to do. I wanted to make people feel how I did. I'm over a year drug-free and continuing, and I I was in the happiest place I had ever been. It was time to start spreading my message. I began to try and focus on the ideas on the podcast relating to mental health, or at least I tried my best to. I had people I hadn't talked to in years tell me how they've been vulnerable and my experience with depression and mental health changed them. It gave me a sense of pride and joy seeing that I could create an effect on others just by using the power of my voice. I broke my back, but I became stronger. I lost my physicality and I found my voice. I found my voice and I created change. I will forever be grateful for my injury. Without breaking myself, hitting what I thought was my rock bottom, I found myself through the dark storm clouds of my mind. And what now? I think I need to share my experiences and try to help others in a way, I, any way I can. Helping others is a two-way street for me. Making others feel happy fills me with joy, and I hope I could do it in some way and somehow for the rest of my life. Thank you all for listening to my memoir. I hope me being vulnerable with my experiences will help whoever is listening. And hopefully you can use the power of your voice to not only spark change in others, but also in yourself. Thank you, and goodbye.